Welcome to the Focus Today podcast with Perry Atkinson. Well, welcome back. I, uh, <laughs> I've been looking forward to having our guest back. I saw him on Fox News the other day and then a couple of other places as too. And so I called our producer and I said, please get Vince back. And so thank you, Lord. We got him. Vince Everett Ellison's with us. Uh, he's a producer of a brand new documentary. We're going to talk about it. It's entitled, Will You Go to Hell for Me? He's also the author of 25 Lies, The Iron Triangle, Inside the Liberal Democratic Plan to Use Race to Divide Christians and America in the Quest for Power and How We Can Defeat Them. He also writes for America's Greatness magazine, and his website is VinceEllison.com. So there's a lot going on there, VinceEllison.com. Vince, good to see you, brother. How are you? Very, I'm great. Good to be back with you. Gosh, I saw you the other day, and I go, man, I don't know what you put on your cereal in the morning, but I want some of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm just like you, Perry, just filled with the Holy Ghost and Jesus Christ and going out here and just evangelizing every day and telling the truth. Okay, that's it, because I was going to blame jalapeno on your cereal, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just as good, just as good. Thank to, thanks for your time. Tell us about your documentary and, um, and the title. How did you come up with this? Well, Perry, it started with a, that's a little trip me and my daughter were taking on Thanksgiving, and we stopped by uh, McDonald's. And this was right before Trump, well, after Trump became elected, and they was having this women's march. And this woman came up to my daughter, you know, she's black, and said, hey, we're going up to Washington to march to get this thing out of the White House. Why don't you come with us? And uh, it was a pro-abortion march and all of this. And my daughter said to her, she said, ma'am, I'm a Christian. I vote my value. I can't go with you. And I was so pleased with her, but it was so illuminating to hear someone say something that was just so blatantly sensible. I'm a Christian. I vote my value. And I, I started realizing that the Democratic Party, which is a pro-abortion party, pro-LGBTQ party, um, a party, as far as I'm concerned, leadership is uh, controlled by a cabal of perverts, liars, psychopaths, and anti-Christian bigots, that it could not survive without the support of the Christian community, without the votes of Christian people. And I started asking the question, if voting for a party, giving this party the power to kill children, to castrate little boys and call them little girls, to allow grown men to go to the bathroom with little girls, to uh, sexually groom children, you know, where they can transition at the school, you know, if you are voting for such a party that allows abortion up to the ninth month, to the birth date of the child, if as a Christian, if you're voting for such a party that allows such carnage, such savagery, and such slaughter, will you be held responsible for it? Well, Romans 14 and 12 says that you will be. It says we'll stand in front of God and be held responsible, uh, held responsible for everything that we do, help, be held accountable for everything that we uh, do. And so you start asking the question, well, is hell real? Jesus Christ said it is. He said that uh, anybody that harms one of these Little ones, it is better that a millstone be tied around your neck and you be thrown into the sea. That tells me that the Democratic Party and many of the members of it better be able to swim. And you have a lot of Christians that are supporting this party. And in my view, they're allowing their support for this party to send them to hell. And so my 
my my my my question uh, and the title is, will you go to hell for me? And that's what the Democratic Party is asking Christians to do, asking them to violate their oath to Jesus Christ, to their religion, to their God, to serve them and not God. And if you do that, according to our religion, you're going to wake up in hell. So I'm trying to warn Christians that there's they, they, that the, the party has convinced you there's a severability between your vote and your walk with God. There is not. You cannot. And again, God tells us, how do you prove that you love me? It's how you treat your fellow man. That's how you prove your love for me. How can you love me that you've never seen and hate your brother who you see every day? Mm. So when you have a, 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 and when you're voting to allow a party to actually, actually slaughter and kill people in real time, you're allowing it. You are giving them the gun and the bullet and the permission. How can you say you love your fellow man? You can't. It is a lie. So that's what the documentary is about. How come, Vince, we struggle as believers between God's word, righteousness, and political convenience? Why do we struggle with that? I want your uh, viewers to go to my, web, my, to my website. W, go to willyougotohealthforme.com. willyougotohealthforme.com. Watch the trailer. And Tucker Carlson says the best trailer he's ever saw. Um, and it starts out with this question. Can a man serve two masters? You know, we've seen liberals try to discredit the Bible by saying the Bible says slaves obey your masters. And said, see, yeah, the Bible's no good because it says that. But no, 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 no. You need to listen to that. Understand, God gave you your freedom. Same way he gave Esau his birthright. Esau sold his freedom for a bowl of pottage. And the Bible said that God hated Esau because he gave him a birthright to have everything he ever wanted. He sold it for a bowl of soup. He gave us our freedom. And this is something that before you let go of, you're supposed to die. Nobody's supposed to ever take it from you. Because when you die, you're also free. You tell that person, look, this is a death fight. Either you're going to die or I'm going to die. But you're not taking my freedom from me. Instead, too many of us give it to men. And God tells us, well, since you've decided to give your freedom to this man, you're now bound to obey him. The same way as if my father gave me a $100,000 car, Perry, and I gave it to you, sign it over to you. And then I get mad because you won't let me drive it. My dad is a little bitch, you sign it over to Perry. Now you have to ask him to drive it. You have to obey him now. Same thing here. People have decided to give their freedom over to the Democrat Party. And they have decided to make them their master. They decided to let them feed them, clothe them, protect them, spiritual counsel, you name it. And when it comes down to deciding who are they going to obey, since they have not given it to God, they got to obey that Democrat Party master. And that's it. They trade it. See, I believe in God, just like you do. God is my master. Therefore, I praise him. I obey him. He takes care of me. I acknowledge that. But these other people have said, well, no, 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 no. I'm going to give this over to the Democrat Party. I'm going to help them educate my children. I'm going to turn my children over to unbelievers to educate. I'm going to help them protect me. I'm going to help them make me comfortable in my poverty. See, these people don't want freedom. They just want a softer bed in their cell. They don't want to have to go out there and deal with life and trust in God. They would rather trust in man. And so they've chosen their master. And that's who they obey. Uh, just so you know, Vince, we did play your uh, 
trailer earlier this morning during our newscast, and I may repeat oh, it. I, I may play it again before when we come back from a break. But let me ask you this question, because I think it kind of goes to the heart of the matter. The scripture is very clear. We are to hate evil. If there's anything that yes. the Bible tells us to do in hate is to hate evil. But it doesn't That's say right. hate evil people. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so how do, exactly. how, do we, how do we balance this? The only thing that can help you is the truth. You go to your doctor, he's got to tell you the truth. And a lot of times it might not be what you want to hear. You know, you got you to stop eating the food you want to eat. You got to take this medication for the rest of your life. We got to cut your leg open and give you an artificial knee. We got to cut your chest open and we got to get a heart transplant. But this helps you. Because the truth is the only thing that helps you. When you love somebody, you got to do what? You got to tell them the truth. You got to tell them the truth. You can't enable their bad behavior. That's where the love comes from. You love the person, not the behavior. When people say, well, I don't like you. My job is not to like you. My job is to love you. I don't care if you like me. I'm going to tell you the truth. Well, this person is a racist. Well, he can't hurt me because I'm inoculated against racist. Racism to me is like the measles. I've taken a shot for it. My shot is Jesus Christ. A racist can't harm me. If you try to put his hands on me, I got something that I'll, that I'll deal with him. You've heard me say this many times. It's Jesus in my 38. I'll get you off my back. Christianity is not a religion of nonviolence. It is a religion of non-aggression. It is no, it's no virtue for me to see a young woman getting raped. And I sit there and say, well, since I'm a Christian man, I'm not going to help her. No. My job is to grab the guy, whip him till he stops fighting, hold him for the police, turn him over, testify in his trial, hope he go to jail. It's not a summary execution. That's judgment. That's violence. But there's no virtue in me allowing somebody to come and destroy my property and kill my wife and rape my children while I'm sitting here watching because they say, because, you know, they've led us to this lie that there's nonviolent. I talk about in the movie how the civil rights movement led us down this primrose path. How they allowed Marxism into the movement and they brought it into the black church and brought this hatred into the black community, teaching them to hate the white community, teach them to hate America. And on top of this, they teach them to hate themselves. So what we have to do is just tell the people the truth. You have to show them the problem. And if you're going to solve any disease or any situation, you first have to know what's causing it. And in my documentary, I start out with a definitive statement. The Democrat Party is the evilest organization in the history of the world. It is the oldest political party in existence today. And ever since it's been here, it has it's done nothing but cause trouble, strife, try to destroy America, and the Constitution. They're the part of slavery. They're the part of succession. They're the part of the Confederacy. Jim Crow. And now they're the part of slaughter, aborting children, uh, this LGBTQ uh, agenda, anti-Christian bigotry. Um, uh, this guy from Dilbert just got in trouble because he said he read a poll that said that uh, half of the black community think that uh, white people, that it's not okay to be white. Well, okay, you can be mad at him for saying, I might want to stay away from black people now, but I'm asking the question, who taught these black people to hate white America? Where's this hate coming from? Um, when you have half of a population where we're taught to love one another, how are you being taught to hate your brother? Why is it is coming? I'll tell you where it's coming from. It's coming from the Democrat Party, it's coming from the Iron Triangle, which is the black preacher, the black politician, the black civic organizer. It's from Black Lives Matter. It's from critical race theory that's teaching these children that one is an oppressor and one is to be oppressed. And we have to get we have to get in front of that. 
So this was illuminating to me. And I'm glad that this man started a conversation about black America hating white America. And you're asking the question, well, if you think the half of a population hates you, might it be the right response to say that I'm going to avoid these people? But this is what the Democrat Party wants. They want the, they want the division. They want the hatred. They want us to not talk to each other and deal with one another. This is how they win. Jesus' last prayer before he went to the cross was for unity because he knew that the devil was going to come in, he was going to smite us, and he was going to divide us. And when I heard that story, I said, there it is. But this is what my documentary is about. I talk about how they divide us, how the, the tactics they use to make us hate one another, yeah. make us fight one another, and deflect blame and put it on somebody else. Uh, I got to take a break. Where can they get the documentary, Vince? You can go to my website. Will you go to hellforme.com? Okay. And print, and, and then you can click order or stream. You can order to stream it or you can order a DVD. Okay. It'll come right to you. Let me take a break. We'll come back. We'll open the next segment by playing your document or you playing your trailer to your documentary and we'll continue the conversation. Let me say to our viewers and listeners, check out uh, Vince's website. VinceEllison.com is his website. Check out the uh, documentary. Will you go to hell for me? Com. We'll be right back. We'll be back to this week's interview in just a few seconds. In the meantime, we want to let you know that you can watch this interview, plus many more exclusive interviews that happen this week on the Dove's Daily TV and radio show by visiting our website, thedove.us. And while you're there, sign up for our free daily devotional, The Word for You Today. Three months of daily readings that will connect you with God's Word. Now, back to the show. The Democratic Party is the evilest organization in the history of the world. Since their inception in 1800, they've been the party of slavery. Then, after slavery, they became the party of the Confederacy. After that, they started killing black people during Jim Crow era. You're voting for a party that tells you they are going to abort children up to the ninth month, castrate little boys, and call them little girls mutilate little girls and cut off their breasts and give them puberty blockers. And you don't think you're going to be held responsible? As we look at the Democratic Party and the chaos that they bring on our community, our young men, our young women, I have to ask you to look at what they've done to us. Look at what they've done to us. Look at what they've done to us. Democratic Party is a death machine. Whatever they rule, they destroy. That's what they do. They destroy. They decided to try to infiltrate the black community and they didn't have any success until they met somebody. Who did they meet? Martin Luther King. And this is where we went wrong. He made sure that he brought the black vote to the Democrat Party. They used the black vote to come and the most powerful country in the world. He who the Son has freed is free indeed. Once you accept him, you are free. Anybody in the Democratic Party that tells you any different, he's a liar, he's an apostate, he's the front of God, and he should be rejected by any Christian walking on this earth. And he's inviting you to go to hell with him. Don't go with him. Don't go.
uh, documentary. Vince Everett Ellison's with us today. He's the producer of that documentary, Will You Go to Hell for Me? It's called WhereDoYouGoToHell.com. His website, his other website is VinceEllison.com. We're talking about this. Vince, that's pretty powerful. I, I want to jump forward to Martin Luther King Jr. You make an interesting, mm -hmm. you, you point out something very interesting to there. Here he was uh, challenging the establishment. And then the establishment comes in the back door and steals the vote. How'd that happen? Yeah, the, the, the Marxists um, and the communists were, were trying to break into the black community for, well, break into America for a very long time. Uh, they, they tried to get in, uh, in uh, before World War II uh, through the sharecroppers and uh, through the poor whites down south, and it didn't work. Um, so after World War II, they tried again, and uh, they, they, they decided to go through the civil rights movement and through the black church. And so um, when the Montgomery bus boycott happened, they sent Bayard Rustin, who's a communist and a, uh, uh, and, uh, down there to observe it. And he observed Martin Luther King Jr. and introduced him to Stanley Levinson. Stanley Levinson was the number one communist in America, and he's connected to Moscow. And they started bankrolling the civil rights movement through Moscow, uh, from Moscow to Stanley Levinson to the civil rights movement. Uh, Martin Luther King, from what the FBI says, were, was, was completely, completely, uh, completely aware of this. And they were sent to a communist training camp in the hills of Tennessee called uh, Highlander Folk School. And uh, uh, him, Andrew Young, Ralph Abernathy, Ms. Rosa Parks, all of them went up there to this, this communist training camp. And they taught them how to, how to do communist revolution here in America. So the communists came through and they infiltrated the SELC, the Black Panther Party, ran the Revolutionary Action Movement. Um, Stokely Carmichael and, 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 and SNCC, H. Rap Brown and all of them. And they were going to use the civil rights movement to start a revolution here in America. And that's how J. Edgar Hoover got so involved in them. But there were other things about King. Um, you know, FBI tapes found that he had like 45 girlfriends and orgies, drunk, um, outside children. Um, he was more like Rasputin than he was like, you know, uh, Christ. And they understood that they were turning the black community over to these Marxists. The great statistic that uh, between 1940 and 1960, without any federal help, the black community had um, shrunk their poverty rate from 80% to 35%. It was the greatest reduction in poverty ever seen in the history of the world. And they did it without any help from, from the government at all. The black community was on its way to being what most minorities are, are here in America, kind of set aside, but also more affluent than the white community. We had family. We had uh, we had colleges and universities, our own businesses. And then when the civil rights movement started, the flatline, we haven't had any. Matter of fact, we've gone backward. We have five times more men in prison. The family's been destroyed. Martin Luther King Jr. was the first recipient of the Margaret Sanger Award in 1966 when Margaret Sanger started Planned Parenthood and the Negro Project to basically say that she wanted to eradicate the black community. She called us human weed. Um, he, um, he was part, he was, um, he was, him and his group was behind the man out clause in welfare. They said if you caught a father at home, that the family could get no welfare. So all of this started a retrogression in the black community and his speech, I have a dream speech that told black people they were not free. hundred years after the Emancipation Proclamation, Negro is still not free. Five times he told us that, that we weren't free. Um, all of these things, you know, telling us to, um, 
dream about a day that we won't be judged by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. Perry, you're going to be judged by the content of your character. It is inescapable. And as far as the color of your skin is concerned, no real man walks around trying to please other men, telling them to please not judge me by something that he cannot change. A man doesn't do that. Um, he told us to be nonviolence in the face of absolute violence where they were trying to kill our children and kill our wives. And we gave up our manhood to these people. And uh, that means you've given up your Christ likeness to them. I cover all of this in Will You Go to Hell for Me? People need to watch it and understand how we got here. This is the only way you can learn to change it. We don't have a political problem, we have a spiritual problem. They contaminate the black church, they destroyed the black family. They destroyed the black economy. They destroyed the black educational system. They destroyed black politics. And now they've created this hip hop culture where you can say the N word, call women the W word, the B word. And these people who used to be ostracized because of that are now elevated. They're invited to the White House. They sing at the Super Bowl. They, 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 they are allowed to have a contract. They're trying to take this guy from Dilbert and cancel him. But Cardi B, who had a, a nasty song called WAP, and I, I don't want to tell you what it stands for. She now has a burger at McDonald's. Her and her husband, Offset, who's also a criminal, uh, a, a fiend. But these people are elevated. They'll elevate Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, who says the worst things in the world about black people. But because the guy from Dilbert said something about because these people hate me, I'm going to stay away from them, they're going to silence him. But won't you silence them? You know why? Because that's what they want. They want us to be like that. This is their plan. Okay, let me ask you this. This it's a huge issue you're talking about here, Vince. And I, I don't argue that at all. I mean, it's huge. Um, I want to bring it back to the spiritual realm just for a moment. And I'm going to ask you a question. It's pretty basic, but you're also a preacher, and I'm sure you'll take off. <laughs> The Democratic Party isn't bigger than God. No. So, what do we do? Oh, we do what you're doing, Perry, every day. Go out and evangelize. See, Jesus said this. He said, my sheep will hear my voice. If I go into an auditorium right now of 20,000 people and get on the mic and call my two daughters, they're going to come right to their daddy. My daddy is 80 years old, and he can be in an audience of 100,000 people and say, Vince, and I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go right to him. God's sheep are going to hear his voice, irregardless. This is a, this is a pruning. This is a, this is a cutting. This is, a, you know, this, this is, this is, this is, this is separating the sweet from the shaft right now. Uh, the people that want to go with the Democratic Party are going to go. The people of God will go to him. I'm putting out a clarion call right now, and I'm telling people what's going on. And some people are going to say, thank you for telling me I'm coming with God. Others are going to say, oh, Vince, you can go, you know where I'm going to go and save these people. That's how it's supposed to be. He said, I stand at the door and I knock. He told us many times, he said, the widest the gate lead to destruction. The narrow is the gate. He said, this is going to happen. There are going to be fewer people to come with him than people that do right. We know that to be true. We can't save everybody. What we do is put the clarion call for his children. And his children and the, one, the ones that are supposed to come will come. And the ones that do not come are not up here. He said that there will, uh, in, in these days, people are going to come to the door and say, Lord, didn't we do, do, didn't we do great works in your name? Didn't we, didn't we evangelize and testify? You can say, I never knew you. 
Never knew you. These people he goes say, I never knew. And uh, many of them are on that side. These people are liars. They are hypocrites. They are false prophets. And anyone that tries to turn you away from God, anyone that tries to keep you from praying to your God, anyone that tells you it's all right to kill a child, to, to castrate a child, to cut off the breasts of a child, to, 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 to let grown men go to the bathroom with a child, to allow grown men to participate in athletes with little girls, these people are stone cold insane. And instead of us playing with them and tolerating them anymore, any longer, we have to call them exactly who they are, as Jesus Christ did in the temple when he called them vipers, liars, hypocrites in front of all of Jerusalem. I'm tired of playing with them. My tolerance is done. If you're trying to tell me that I have to, to, that I have to allow you to castrate my grandson, to tolerate you, you know what you can do with that. And the first joker to try, that first man to try to go into the bathroom, my little girl, you're going to see what Vince Ellison's tolerance is. I'm not having it. It's time for us to stand up as men again and protect our families from this cabal of perverts, liars, hypocrites, and anti-Christian bigots. And Perry, I'm just a layman just like you. I'm not a preacher. If God has put it on my heart to do what I'm supposed to do and what every American is supposed to do, what every Christian is supposed to do, yeah. evangelize. Evangelize. I'm out of time. I, I, I want to come back to you. By the way, VinceEllison.com is the website. The movie is called, or the documentary is called, uh, Will You Go to Hell for Me? Uh, com. You can go there. I want to come back and get back to the Iron Triangle, Vince. There's one question I want to ask you. Can mm -hmm. the black pulpit of America be rescued? We can well, talk I, I, I hope that it just becomes a pulpit. Because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. And we need to end the black church, white church thing. It's one church. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. God bless your friend. Keep up Thank the good you. work. Good to see you. Thank you, brother. Thank okay. you. Thank you for listening to this week's Focus Today podcast. Remember, you can visit our website to check out all the interviews we did this week on our daily Focus Today TV show at thedove.us. And if you like this podcast, please take a moment to rate us and share it with your friends.